This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 888 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Julie Slater. Julie grew up in Germany where she took dressage and jumping lessons like most kids, but when she moved to the United States, she discovered ranch work and has been working for ranches and helping others improve their riding skills ever since. Today, Julie covers part one of a three-part series of tips that takes us through giving to the bit, bending, and flexing. And we'll get right to our tip after this from StatelineTac.com. When the weather forecast calls for wind, rain, bone-chilling temperatures, or snow, look no further than StatelineTac.com to make sure your barn time is warm, dry, and stylish. StatelineTac.com has jackets and vests that keep you warm and dry from afternoon hacks in New England to break of dawn schooling sessions in Wellington. They also carry a wide selection of toasty warm breeches for schooling ring or show ring. They even have waterproof breeches for those days when Mother Nature is at her worst. And StatelineTac.com knows there's nothing more satisfying than having warm, dry feet at the barn, so they have beautiful winter boots for showing, weather-busting paddock boots for on the horse or off, and lots of rubber boots for mucking about. Surf over to StatelineTac.com today and choose from your favorite brands like Ariat, Debonair, Dublin, Mountain Horse, Carrots, Tough Rider, and many, many more. StatelineTac.com Well, I would like to welcome once again Julia Slater from Slater Horse Training to Horse Tip Daily. It's been a while since we've heard to you from you, so we're thrilled to have you back. You give us all signs of kinds of really great handy tips on becoming better riders and becoming a better partner with our horse, whether we are running fast, jumping high, crawling through hoops, opening or closing gates, or shoving cattle about. So uh, thanks for <laughs> being on the show with us again today. All right. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, I, you so I have, think we have a listener question, right? We do. You have very kindly agreed to. I get listener questions all the time, and I try to match those listener questions up with an appropriate expert. And uh, we've got one today. Let me see if I can find the name on this one. Here it is. This is from Fritz. I don't know if Fritz is really their name, but Fritz is, in the, is their email address. So this is from Fritz. How do you teach a horse to bend? What's the difference between bending and giving? I hear those terms used a lot. Ooh, this is going to be a good one here. I can tell. Go for it, Julia. Well, you know, of course, you, you told me about this question a while back, so I got a little bit of time to think about it. And um, there's actually, you know, we've got two parts of the question, giving to the bit and bending, um, but there's a third part to that question that, that belongs with it, and that's flexing. So we're going to go with giving to the bit, which is the very first thing that you have to get for to, to accomplish all three. Um, giving to the bit is very simply um, when you pull on your horse's um, rein, 
and he responds by giving his head into the direction that you that you pulled pulled into. So you want to over time you want to refine that down to where all you have to do is lift a rein, um, and he responds by tipping his head into the direction that that you used, um, <clears throat> and that is you know accomplished like pressure and release like it always is, and that's just. You know, your very first thing that you teach a horse when you teach them to ride, the very first thing they have to learn is to give their ho- their face into the direction that you ask them with your reins, with your bit. Um, if they don't, if they if you pick up that bit and they go the other way, you are basically setting your horse up for a very bad wreck in the future. Uh-oh. So <clears throat> you have to go ahead and take some time even on the ground, if that's all, if that's what it's going to take, go ahead and teach your horse to give his head into the direction that you pull the rein. Now, when you have your horse that tosses his head quite a bit, he is actually giving to the bit in a way that he understands. So you pull on the reins. He, t- you know, he responds by tossing his head up, and then you know, doing the tippy tippy back and forth, up and down thing. Um, that is him putting release on the bit through his own, you know, through his own relation. Because as soon as he brings his head up, he's going to shorten his neck, and the bit, you know, the bit is momentarily going to have no pressure on it. What you want to do is you want to teach your horse to bring his head down or to bring it to the side when you engage that. Um, so that whenever, that's, that he learns that the pressure that you put on the bit is going to be eased, by um, bringing his head down instead of up. Uh-huh. So, there's, so there's your first first little deal. You know, one way or another, horses are always going to look for pressure and the pressure and release. Um, they're always going to look for the release. And if you don't give it to them, they'll find it. Um, so make sure that as you teach your horse that he is going to learn to to give to the pressure that you put on the bit in the correct way, because if you don't give him the release in the correct way, you'll find it. So and, if if I pick up my right rein mm-hmm. and pull the right rein taut, and mm-hmm. then I hold my hand still, it mm-hmm. has X pounds of pressure on it, the horse turns his head to the right to the mm-hmm. point that the pressure is now released on that rein. There's no longer tension right. on it. My appropriate response is to keep my hands still so that by him moving his head, he releases the pressure. Because I see a lot of riders, they, they turn their hand, they bring their hand back, they, they turn the horse's head, the horse turns his head, and then as soon as the horse, as soon as the horse does that, he moves his hands some more. Right, right. And, and you know, and that's a really good way, moving your hands some more, after your horse has given, you know, reacted to the pressure that you've given, this is a really good way of making your horse hard in the mouth. Um, but me, no matter what, if I'm going to turn my head, my, take that right rein and put a little pressure on the right side of his mouth, when he turns his head, I don't, I don't stay there. I go forward. I give that pressure back to him. If I need him to turn more, I will ask him again to turn. And, and I, you know, I'm going to go turn a 15-degree uh, corner, which is a very easy corner, right? 
I'm going to go use one little one little big bit of pressure, and as soon as he gives his head, I'm going to go ahead and release that pressure. I'm going to give it back to him, and then I'm going to go ahead and try to make him follow his head into that into that 15 degree turn that I just asked him to do. We're using my legs. Now, if I need to turn a 30 degree turn or a 45 degree turn or a 90 degree turn, I'm going to use six of those. 15-degree turns to bring him on through it. I'm not going to ask for the 90-degree turn. I'm going to ask six times to bring him through. And each time that he gives his head a little bit, I'm going to give my hand a little bit. It's mm-hmm. going to depend on... Most people don't understand, the people that you described, most people don't understand that a horse has to move his feet to turn. He cannot turn with his feet still. Now, And that's the difference between humans and, and people. Uh, humans and people, humans and horses, is we are vertical. We are vertical. For us to turn a 90-degree turn takes nothing but a rotation of our hips. We don't have to move our feet to turn 90 degrees. We have to move one foot to turn 90 degrees. A horse, to move 90 degrees, has to turn. Has to move all four feet. And people, you know, when they, they, they get on their horse and they think, okay, I'm going to go turn, turn, turn over there and follow my buddy... They don't remember to make their horses move their feet. So um, that's why you get into that deal where, you know, the horses are just get yanked around and, you know, and eventually they kind of they, they kind of learn the drill and they kind of learn to cope with it. But the correct way is to move your horse's feet and turn by increments. And as your horse gets better trained, you can increase those increments. But, you know, at, at first, we're just going to go with 15 degrees, turn, 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 turn. Okay, now you can quit turn it. I'm going to go out and try that. <laughs> I mean, my horse turns, but I want to try cog- be, being, consciously making it into increments because, you know, I've been turning and making circles for many, many years, but I've never thought of it literally as incremental turns that are seamlessly put together into one big turn. So next time I go out and ride, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go, okay, I'm going to make one 15 degree turn. Cool. Now I'm going to make <laughs> two in a row and I'm going to see if I can't get those small 15 degrees to be separate, but yet one unit. I, that's cool. I like that. That's, that's exactly, you, you just exactly, you know, yes. Eventually, as you get better at the aid, but the, you've got to remember part of the take the rain is also the giving back. Right. Um, and again, humans don't think like horses. They think like humans. Yeah. But for horses and for training horses and getting them, even just, you know, not just training, but, you know, riding them step by step, you have to remember a horse can only do so much. So let's get this much of the job done and then we can go start on the next part of the job. But we are always thinking, well, I want to be over there. I don't want to be here. I want to be over there. To get over there, he's going to have to take six steps. But we're, all, you know, we're only going to concern with the sixth one, whereas your horse is still sitting there going, what, what's the first one? <laughs> yeah. Give it, yeah, you, have, you have to learn to uh, walk before you run. Well, there you go. Now that we have covered giving to the bit, stay tuned for this space for the next installment on bending. You can connect with Julie via her website at slaterhorsetrading.com. And you can find lots more tips on topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. 
Just look for the Topics drop-down menu on the left. And don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of StatelineTAC.com. Don't forget, you can have all of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone and Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.